modern day solutions for a modern day retirement. This is your family and your retirement with Abe Ashton, powered by Ashton and Associates. With over 20 years experience guiding clients to and through retirement, Abe can help you focus on the truly important things in retirement. And it's not money. Contact Abe at 435-688-9500. Now, your family and your retirement with Abe Ashton. I know you have to have some of these clients, Abe, that are checking their 401ks constantly because they're a little bit nervous. It is hard to look at these balances right now with the stock market in a bear market. So, you know, people are looking at these and um, you kind of white knuckling right now. How do you give people confidence that they're going to have enough money in retirement when they're seeing these balances? Well, again, it comes down to those people who are closer to retirement are looking more frequently and it's causing them more sleepless nights, right? If you're, if you're within four or five years of retirement and you're starting to think, well, oh, this could really affect, do I have to work four more years or do I have to work six more years? How is the market going to hurt me? And so it's a reminder to go more conservative in your investment strategy as you get closer to retirement. That's just that's just common sense and common knowledge, kind of investing 101 with an age-based risk plan. Now, there was a behavioral economist say that for those people who check every single day, they are going to be far more miserable than people who look just once a year. Really? Yeah. And, and the reason for that is because the pain of losing money causes a greater emotion than the pleasure of making money. Hmm. So that that should give you kind of this balance. Well, by looking every day, if I saw I was going up incrementally a little bit, am I just loving it? Am I just having a better day? I'm like, oh no, that's what's supposed to happen. Long term, my money's supposed to go up. And in our minds, we believe that long term, our money's going to go up. And even when we know that there will be periods of time when our balances drop, seeing it and filling it can determine whether or not you're going to be a nice person to to those kids we talked about earlier or to your spouse or to your friends. I just don't have nice in me when I lost 5% in a single day of my total retirement account, right? And so that's where those emotions of losing money can dramatically take away from your happiness, from the joy that's in your life. And so set up a plan on the front end Mm -hmm. and then be willing to say, you know, looking at it just once a year may not be feasible for many people, but to say, hey, I'm just going to look at it on the first of the month, right? Or if you're a person who looks at it multiple times a day to say, I'm going to get to the point where I look at it once a week. It's trying to improve on that impulse decision to look at it because we get addicted to that. Men and women alike, they get addicted to looking at account balances at a regular period of time and it causes them emotional turmoil. Reduce the um, the amount of time, especially if you've set up a good plan. Trust your plan. Trust your instinct. Trust what you've set up on the front end and then look less frequently. So what would you say to someone, and it might just be look less frequently, but what would you say to someone that's a little bit tempted to sell stocks at fire sale prices? Say what you've, you've been told buying high and selling low is always a bad plan. And so when, when you're seeing it should be the reverse is true. And if you look about a bunch of what Warren Buffett has to say, who is, who's a reasonably intelligent gentleman when it comes to investing, being yes. one of the richest people in the world, which is when things are going down, it's not the time to sell. It's the time to look at opportunities to get in. And so, yeah, when you hear about, because you almost can't avoid it. You can't avoid hearing that it's a bad day in the market. Is right. what does that what does that create from an impulse action? I got to look at my account, right? What you should really be asking yourself is, I wonder what there's an opportunity to buy right now. Mm. What should I be picking up right now? Um, on this particular day, Walmart stock has gone down a significant amount. Well, is that a time to sell Walmart stock, or is that a time to look to get into Walmart stock? Mm-hmm. And 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 you got to change your mindset. And then again, know what long term looks like for you. If you're retiring in two years, 
Yeah, your long-term horizon is very different than someone who's 25 years old. You should be far more conservative on the front end, set it up on the front end, and then be willing to close your eyes, let the plan work the way it will and the way history shows it will. Well, yeah, if you're one of those guilty parties that is constantly checking your 401k right now, use that as a sign right now to make a call into Ashton and Associates and really talk these things out and let Abe let you know it's going to be okay. You just need to hang tight. 435-688-9500. That's the number again is 435-688-9500. I'm sure most of us want to keep our same standard of living and retirement we were just talking about the boom mates. Uh, Jack Otter, he's an associate publisher for Barron's. He told Fox Business that a lot of people aren't doing what they need to do to make that happen, though. And this is a crucial point that people don't understand. What you need to do is you need to save enough money that savings will actually create an income stream for you. So it's not as if you take a few bucks out this year and a few bucks out next year and hope that you die before it goes to zero. You want to figure out, uh, have enough money so that it kicks off a return. So where do you fall on this, Abe? Do you find that people are confused about the need to generate income as opposed to just periodically withdrawing money from an account? Well, for every family, it's a little bit different. and But everyone should have a regular income source to provide for their regular spending needs. You know, we talked about it on this show and we talk about it all the time. We want to have more income than we have expenses. Mm-hmm. That's just the general rules. The way it is when you're working, right? Otherwise, you're going into debt or you're having to borrow money. And the same thing is true during retirement, except for hopefully instead of going into debt, you're just dipping into your principal more, but you can only do that for so long before your principal is zero. And that's why going in and taking big, large withdrawals kind of willy-nilly can be destructive to a plan, especially in years where there's losses due to market decline or inflation. And so there there are a few ways to, to uh, skin a cat here, but the first and most importantly is set up your fixed income to cover your fixed expenses. And a withdrawal rate that has been used for years is 4%, and that would have been considered way too low and way too conservative back in the 80s when fixed interest rates were far higher than that. Lots of plans were set up saying, hey, you can afford to take an 8% withdrawal rate. So if you've got a million dollars, you can take $80,000 a year because you've got fixed rates that are generating that much more. Currently, because of high inflation, and we're still, even though interest rates are increasing, it's not like you can go and find an 8% CD or savings account in the bank. So you can't just take a withdrawal rate that is so significant. So people look for alternative guaranteed income sources. Many people are using immediate annuities or deferred annuities that are going to guarantee an income stream for life. So if you exchange a lump sum of account value for a guaranteed income, you can remove that longevity or that income risk and then only dip into your other funds for that once in a while thing, like we've mentioned earlier, the kitchen remodel or Mm -hmm. a vacation or a gift to someone that's going to be a little more than normal. But that should only be on the occasion, not the norm. Yeah. And we were talking about keeping that same standard of living. And I think one of the myths probably you've come across many times in your experience, Abe, is people think they're going to be spending less in retirement. is Has that held true for you or is that truly a myth? 50-50. Okay. So in, for some, it's a myth and, and people get used to saying blanket statements that say, this is true for everyone. You're always going to spend more money in retirement than you did while you were working or the reverse of that. You're going to spend way less money in retirement and it depends on the couple. Some people are spending more. Some people are saying uh, are spending less. What I find is a lot of times that just becomes a marketing premise. You know, because you're going to spend $250,000 
dollars in your lifetime in healthcare expenses, blah, 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 and then they'll rattle off some statistics that may or may not ever apply to them, but could definitely detract from their financial security if immediately you said, okay, we've got to take $250,000 of our nest egg, we've got to cash it out, we've got to put it under our mattress in a big, huge folder that says healthcare, right? We can't touch that money because uh-huh. that's what we're going to spend in healthcare over our lifetime. When in fact, they may be in reasonably good health their entire mm-hmm. retirement and then get hit by the ice cream truck, right? <laughs> and that was $250,000 that never went. And then the reverse of that might also be true. They retire and immediately start to have some healthcare costs that are significantly higher than anticipated. And so where do you grab that that money from? I would say 50-50. 50% of retirees are spending more than they were during their working years. And from my experience, again, this is a small sample here in Southern Utah, and 50% are spending less than they were in retirement. But it should be a far more flexible number. We have a lot of people that go to serve missions for church mm-hmm. in, in their retired years here. And that those are years where they're spending way less because they're just out doing church service. They're not traveling around the world. They're just doing church service during that period of time. Um, And then we have people who immediately retire in the very first year. They're throwing caution to the wind and it's time to take 30-day and 45-day cruises. And those end up getting very expensive. Mm -hmm. And you only have to go on one or two of those where you realize that's too long to be on a boat in the ocean. (laughs) And maybe next year it's just a week or a two-week cruise and that's the max of it and you get it out of your system. So um, it's a very dynamic situation. It's, It's important just to have a plan that accounts for some changes from year to year to year. And one thing we have heard a lot about is job burnout. I actually saw this article, Abe, called Forget the Portfolio, How Do I Leave My Job? This is real. People want to leave work, and it might be why they are listening right now. It might be why they seek you out, Abe. So the article talked about how having the financial freedom to walk away, uh, that will give them some sort of satisfaction in in actually turn them back to work, get back into a part-time job or consulting work, which they call part-time retirement. Are you seeing this with your clients? Yeah, I I, I see this. I saw this from a uh, highway patrolman who gave me a ticket the other day. Oh no! It was an older older gentleman. He he had to be in his later fifties and and uh, definitely past the age of retirement for a highway patrol trooper. And and I was giving him a hard time because I have a lot of experience in law enforcement. And I and I wasn't giving him a hard time like I deserved getting pulled over and I deserved the ticket. And I took it on the chin because I was going over about ten miles over the speed limit. And he cited me for it. I told him, hey, listen, I, I'm former law enforcement and I know that, hey, if you're doing something wrong, you got to be willing to own up to it. And anyway, he said, he said, well, this is just my hobby job now because I only work so many days a week. I'm actually fully vested in my pension, but I still enjoy doing this as a hobby, not for the income any longer. And there are a lot of people who find either a second career in the case of this gentleman with law enforcement, mm-hmm. it was his profession beforehand, but it just became more of a side hustle as a, as a uh, state trooper than it was as his full-time as his full-time gig. Uh, I see this all the time, but here, here's here's an interesting thing. I, I was just talking about 50-50 numbers on one with spending habits being higher or lower than they anticipated during retirement. Um, one of the things that I would say is better than 80%, and that is of seniors who are pre-retirees, not, sometimes they're seniors, sometimes they're even younger than mm-hmm. what we would define as seniors, but pre-retirees who are coming in with one key question, and that is, can I get there from here? 
am I able to retire and quit my job if I never worked again right now? And I would say 80% of the time right now is that what I'm in my experience, it's yes. People do have the ability with reasonable assumptions to retire and that they'll be able to have a successful retirement with financial objectives being met, with goals being met, um, and retire maybe a few years earlier than they thought they would. And so this job burnout that we're talking about, um, it is real. And people are right now saying, hey, as opposed to just continuing to lose money in my 401k and, and be working for nothing, if I could retire, and, and this is a question I've asked people, Ali, I'll say, hey, if you knew you were working for free, would you go to work tomorrow? Hmm. And they'll say, what are you talking about? Why Why does that make sense? What If I work for free, of course I wouldn't go to work tomorrow. And I'll ask them, I'll say, no, no, no. If your boss called and said, we're no longer going to pay you, would you go to work tomorrow? And some people say, well, I really, really like my job, but I wouldn't do it for free. And I'll tell them after looking at some numbers and crunching some numbers, say, well, you are. And what I mean by that is if you retired, this is the income that you could have as a retiree not working. Hmm. And so if you have this same amount of income as a retiree not going to work, aren't you working for free if you go to work tomorrow and you could have the same income? Yeah. Right. So so I'll ask people that question like, oh, okay. so just a different perspective on it. But to be able to show them based off of what you saved, based off of your pension, based off of your Social Security benefits, uh, you could retire tomorrow and have as much or more income than you have going to work. And so ask yourself that question. Would you do it for free? You know, I think if you told someone, hey, you don't have to work anymore, it actually might just change their attitude about working in general. They're like, I don't technically have to be here. This is now my choice. Right. Well, exactly. And when it's your choice, it makes for a longer work day. And and some people who want to be actively engaged in the community or feel like, no, it's 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 keeping me out of trouble. I hear gentlemen say this all. It keeps me out of trouble. Well, there's <laughs> lots of things to do, whether it's hobbies or or um, service, right? Or charitable work that you can keep yourself busy. Every man in the universe can think of three things on the list of things that he was supposed to get done that he hasn't yet, just around the house, right? But there's plenty of things that you, you can spend your time doing to, quote, not get in trouble unquote, or keep yourself out of trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of things out there, but working for a paycheck may not be one of them anymore. That's so true. And, you know, we're running out of time, but no matter how much of the show you have caught today, it's really clear that there's a lot that goes into all the decisions when it comes to your retirement. And this is your choice. So let Abe and the team at Ashton and Associates reach all your retirement goals, whatever they may be. Make the call 435-688-9500. Find out more at AshtonWells.com. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashton & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.